He's like video comes up. He's like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. That's why I'm so excited about recording with you today, because that video, you just, you're so, like, calm and, and lovely. Thank you for tuning in to the Every Small Step podcast. I'm Kat, your host for our inspiration series. In this episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with wellbeing coach and trainer, Andrew Embling. Andrew works with Dementia Carers Count as a specialist practitioner. His interest in dementia stemmed from his mother's diagnosis, and he was introduced to our charity when he attended one of our courses. Andrew says working with Dementia Carers Count is like joining a family, with the shared intention of helping and empowering family dementia carers. So thank you so much for agreeing to be part of the Every Small Step podcast. I'm really, really excited about what you have lined up for us. But first, I wanted to ask you a little bit about you because you have a very special connection to Dementia Carers Count. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you found us and your life before you started working with us? So, yeah. Hi, Kat. Um, so, yes, yeah, a little bit about me. So uh, so before getting involved with uh, uh, Dementia Carers Count and being an associate practitioner, um, I was working in the wellbeing world um, first uh, in the uh, telecoms world um, as a coach and uh, a manager. And then about 2015, I went full time um, working for myself and an opportunity came with Dementia Carers Count at the end of 2019 to there were some associate practitioner roles coming up and, and I went for it and I was successful. Now, the just the added dimension to it is that I'm also a carer. My mum has uh, mixed dementia which um, so she's had that diagnosis now uh, for approximately three years. So it was something very much close to my heart uh, being a carer myself. So I was able to bring in to the, the, as an associate practitioner, I was able to bring my skills with around resilience and well-being, and also to bring um, a kind of the authentic self as well to part of the, the delivery, you know, myself as a carer and, and what's always brilliant is, although I'm bringing along the skills of resilience and mindfulness as part of the program, and I'm, I'm also learning because, you know, it's a team delivery and, and the carers who are, are participating and attending, it's always a, a, a sharing of information and, and knowledge. So, um, yeah, that's, that's me. Um, I'm a carer and a, a well-being practitioner. Thank you for sharing that, Andrew. Do you mind if I ask a bit about your mom's dementia? How has it progressed since she was diagnosed and are there things that have been particularly challenging for you? Um, my mum has mixed dementia, so we see a constant progression of cognitive, I think, decline. I say It's interesting to say constant. There's a curve. You know, I think if, if, you, if you see, I have another... Um, ex-in-law who has vascular dementia which is very much a thing where they plateau for a long period of time then they'll dip but they almost as if they you know, it's like if you, if you really got dementia you almost get you get used to their mannerisms again um but with the with my mum she's uh, yeah it's it's um it's that constant um, iterative process of of conversation but then losing you know forgetting this is the home forgetting recognizing um, I mean, humorous side of things. You can't, you can't not think 
I was her husband for a week. Um, you know, <laughs> to the point to the point she was getting the solicitors and getting divorced. <laughs> so yeah, so but she has poor mobility as well, which is to mean she can't. I mean, there's no danger of her running off. But then engaging other, it's it's a whole new world I've discovered. Like engaging with um, local authorities regarding council and repair to homes. You know, they 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 ring up expecting her to have kind of make decisions it's like they forget that they, you know, they should be ringing the power of attorney but yeah you know it's it's i don't know it's one of those things there's no easy answer to she has dementia i mean her physical health is um not always brilliant but yeah yeah it's just one of those things you you've got to stay objective with thanks andrew being a well-being coach and trainer sounds like a very peaceful and calm kind of job, although I'm sure that may not always be the case. Can you tell me a bit more about what a well-being practitioner does? Good question. What is a, what is a well-being practitioner? And it's, um, it, I guess it's a simple answer. Um, my focus is on well-being. So well-being coach, well-being practitioner. Um, I prefer that than therapist, purely because I... I um, my objective is is well-being. I want um, to, whoever I'm working with to feel well. So um, it's literally, I, for me, a well-being is anything that makes you smile. So I work with tools and techniques with individuals and groups basically to create resilience um, and to to enable people to move forward in life, to overcome whatever challenges are going on with them right now. That sounds lovely. Thank you. How did you get into well-being work? Well, it's it's um, it's I always think of it as a, a, quite a. There's some irony in this. So I, moved, I ventured into the well-being world around 2011, 2012, through my own personal challenges. I'd had quite some periods of time with work-related stress, and I then basically found tools and techniques that helped me, and I was so intrigued by them that over a period of about three years, I, I retrained while still employed uh, in, in the world of telecoms as a, a, in IT. So that's my profession, uh, an electrical electronic engineer. Um, and I was able to use some of those skills in the workplace, but it, it just went from there. It snowballed. I and mean, kind of how, how I learned to help myself, I was impassioned to help others. So that's how it all really snowballed. And what I find the irony is that my all my jobs from the point of being first employed have been to fix things, circuit boards, photocopiers, um, programs, and now people. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. It's great that something that was a personal passion for you has turned into a full-time job. Um, what are some of the challenges you find people come up against when they're trying to engage with their well-being? I, I, I come uh, or I face when working with um, when working is that people expect change to take a long time. And in fact, change can be as quick as you want it to be. And I need to be mindful in saying that when I, in, in the acceptance that everybody's an individual. There's not one one 
uh, solution that fits everybody. So I always work with individuals and it will take as long as is appropriate for that person. But change doesn't have to um, take years. Um, it can be it can be weeks. It can be days. It is simple. And I think what, what in this kind of uh, the whole theme of this conversation is one small step. One small piece of information can be the key to unlocking something completely different, a new viewpoint, just a new angle. Just And that, that different viewpoint is can be the simple thing, that simple step that just enables you to be more resilient and to see things with, um, with fresh eyes. Thank you, Andrew, for sharing your experience and knowledge with us. And thank you for taking part in every small step and listening to our stories. Your support means more families and friends caring for someone with dementia can access our life-changing services when they need them most. To start your Every Small Step fundraising, sign up at dementiacarers.org.uk forward slash event. Welcome to this short practice body scan where we are bringing attention to befriending the body and coming out of automatic pilot. So let's begin by finding a posture that's right for yourself, whether sitting or laying, just choosing which is best for you right now. If sitting, find yourself in a dignified posture with your feet on the floor and your hands in your lap and just closing your eyes if comfortable for you to do so or simply lowering your gaze if you're laying down find a comfortable surface and just laying down with your arms just a distance from your body and your feet just relaxed falling away from each other and just putting something to support underneath your knees if you choose to or just raising your knees with your feet flat on the floor and just closing your eyes if you're comfortable to do so. And just while you're practicing the body scan, if any time any sensations in the body become uncomfortable or thoughts or emotions arise that are difficult, just remembering it's always possible to return to your anchor. And whether your anchor is the awareness of your breath, its rhythm, its sensations, or if your anchor is your feet, the awareness of the feet on the floor, the floor upon your feet. Just simply knowing that your anchor is a safe place, a retreat for you to rest in, until you're ready to venture again into the body scan. Just tuning in and listening to the sound of my voice once again. Remembering there is no need to make sensations happen. If the sensation is subtle, this is what there is to notice. If there is no sensation, that's what there is to notice. Simply being curious with the experience you're having right now. Gathering your awareness onto the senses and just noticing what you perceive now 
and just paying attention now to your breath. Noticing the quality of the breath. No need to change anything, just allowing and accepting the breath as it is right now. No judging, just noticing. Following the journey of the breath, notice it rolling in and rolling out. Noticing, following the sensation of the breath through the nose, the throat, into the chest. Noticing the rise and fall into the solar plex and the tummy. And if any time the mind has wandered, which is what the mind does, that's fine. Without judging and with a kindly intention, just returning back to your anchor, returning back to the body, returning back to your senses. And with your next breath, just taking this breath right down into the body, feeling, sensing of the breath, breathing way down past the chest, noticing the rise and fall of the tummy, maybe placing your hands on the tummy. Noticing, following the rise and the fall as the breath rolls in and the breath rolls out. And taking your attention now all the way down, all the way down to the feet, just noticing the feet and the sensations there, the soles of the feet the toes of the feet, the space between the toes, the top of the feet, the sides of the feet, just noticing, being curious, just sensing, is there warmth, is there coolness, what do you notice? Bringing your attention now to the ankles, to the sides, to the insides. And as your breath moves you up now from the ankles to the lower leg, from the ankle to the knee. Just scanning, just noticing, being curious, gathering the awareness on your senses. Is there warmth, is there coolness, is there tension? Do you notice the breath? Do you notice a pulse? Just noticing. And if the mind wanders, just notice as you bring it back with the breath. As you move your awareness on 
to the knee, just noticing the inside, the outside, the sensations of the knees as you journey into the thighs, any tension, any resistance, any sensations, just returning to the senses. If the mind wanders, that's what the mind does, without judgment, just bringing it back through the anchor to the body, to the thigh. This is just journey up now to the pelvic area. As you flow around now to the lower back, just noticing, just sensing, being curious of what you notice in this moment. As you allow the attention to flow up through the back, to the middle back, to the upper back, to the shoulder blades, as you bring the whole back into your awareness, just noticing, just sensing tension, relaxation, what it is now, as you allow that attention to go across the shoulders, just noticing as there tension, as your breath now, allow it to journey down now into the arms. Just noticing the awareness of the upper arm through the elbow to the lower arm and all the way through to the very tips of the fingers. Just being curious of the palm of the hand, the top of the hand, the wrist. As you allow your attention to journey through the forearm, the elbow, the upper arm. Just noticing, just being curious. Simply sensing. As you move the awareness with your breath. Flowing in. And flowing out. Into the throat. The back of the neck. Just noticing. Being curious. As you draw the attention with the breath. As the next, as you journey up through the head, past the ears, into the scalp, into the forehead, the temples, the eyebrows, the eyes, the cheeks, the nose, the upper lip, the lower lip. As you return the awareness now, back into the breath, just noticing the breath as it journeys again through the nose, the throat and the chest. And as you breathe in next time, just allow the breath to fully inflate the body from your head to your toes. And as you breathe out, Breathe out through your feet, 
as you breathe in through the feet, all the way up, breathing out through your head. Just allowing the journey of the breath in and out, swirling, rinsing, cleansing, clearing, as you breathe in, as you breathe out. Just coming to the awareness of that journey of the breath from the feet to the head, from the head to the feet. And just allowing yourself now to find the sense of the body again. Notice the supporting surface. Notice the awareness in the body. As you gently now return your awareness to the room. Just now slowly returning the awareness to the body. Maybe moving some fingers and toes and just slowly opening your eyes when you're ready to do so, as this body scan is now complete.